everybody. Welcome to the Living Real Podcast. I'm Melanie Shaw, your host, as well as founder and editor-in-chief of Living Real Magazine. On the 10th of each month, I will get to introduce you to someone that I've met who has a sincere desire to live out their real faith in real life. Someone who doesn't mind sharing their struggles because they want to encourage us to stay the course. Someone who's overcome and can testify to the faithfulness of Almighty God. I'm so excited about each conversation that we're going to have, and I pray God will use our words to bring glory to His Son, Jesus Christ. So are you ready? I know I am. Welcome to the Living Roll Podcast. This is our eighth episode, and I am loving the conversations that we're having about real faith in Jesus Christ and how that affects our everyday life. And today, I am super excited about this conversation because I get to chat with my very best friend, Angela Brown. Angela and I have been friends for uh, more than 25 years now. We've lived and loved each other through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our deep love for Christ and His Word has deepened our friendship, and our passion for music and leading worship together has enriched it even more. Angela is presently working as an assistant principal at a South Carolina public elementary school. She loves to read, travel, and uh, take long walks on the beach and uh, spend time with her best friend. So today, welcome Angela to the podcast. Thank you very much. So we're going to jump right in because she and I are at the lake doing this podcast and we really want to get out into the sun, but we also want to be able to share some good news with you about faith, um, maybe bring a little calm into your life during these uncertain times. So I want Angela first to share a little bit about herself with us. So go ahead, Angela. Well, I told Melanie this was a loaded first question, so I'm just going <laughs> to jump in. Um, I believe in full transparency, it's a whole lot easier to keep up with what I've said that way. Um, I am first and foremost a Christian, um, a follower of God. Um, I like to say that I came to this world wrapped in spiritual bubble wrap um, because God is um, all-knowing and He knew what He was sending me to. <laughs> um, I used to be a wife, um, but as of 2016, um, I am no longer a wife. I am now single. It's what started out as something that I fought very hard to avoid has turned out to be uh, beauty from ashes. So I'm pleased with that. Um, definitely loving um, how God writes my story. Um, I'm a mom of three grown praise children. Um, I have a daughter that's 21. Um, she has given me, believe it or not, because I like to say I'm only 26, two grandchildren. Um, they are both itty-bitty babies, um, one and a newborn. And then I have a son that is 23. I'm about to get married in a couple of weeks, so I'm trying to get my hair and my shoes and my dress ready for that. <laughs> And I have an older son who is an officer in the Marine Corps. He is 25. Um, that's all I am, really. I just work and serve and, you know, try to muddle through life the best I can, walking as close to the Lord as possible. And I will say that the Lord has blessed me with a wonderful relationship right now. Um, that's all I have to say about that at the moment. <laughs> and like I said before, we have walked life 
with each other through lots of stuff and a lot of what she's talked about we have walked through every moment of that together and I just um, admire her um, strength in the Lord and I know that even when there are times that she um, thinks that she's muddling or those kinds of things that she's not she's um, she's holding on and she has proven that God is faithful in every moment of every day in every life circumstance so I'm honored to be her friend um, okay well I'm gonna let Angela also tell you a little bit about how we met because it was so long ago and I'm old um, I would like to just get her take on how we were introduced to one another okay so we have been um, friend I would say we probably hit best friend status almost immediately mm-hmm. uh, I don't know why in the world um, she was drawn to me other than it showed her what the flip side of life could be like and she thought wow I'll just accept it all from her and I won't have to go through that so um, but our first meeting was um, actually I love to talk about this part I was in high school a freshman oh. in high school and she was my student teacher um, and she did an excellent job I might add so Fast forward several years from there, and um, we were looking for a new church home and visited um, Trinity Baptist, where um, Melanie currently attends, and we just hit it off immediately, and at that point, um, not too long after that, I got pregnant with my first child. She was pregnant with her second child, and I was her husband's worst nightmare because I brought ice cream and M&Ms on a daily basis so that we could both enjoy the finer parts of pregnancy which was snacking yes (laughs) and it's just i mean it's just been something always from from then on um a lot of fun um a lot of wonderful opportunities to um, minister um, especially through music that's definitely my love language um that's how i stay sane is listening to music singing music sharing music and um been there through like she said good times and and not so great times exactly and one thing she didn't share was yes i did get to or have experienced a lot of the flip side of um, (laughs) our alternative ways of living and just how what life can throw at you um as we've walked (laughs) this friendship together but one of the her endearing names for me is um barn girl (laughs) And the reason she uh, calls me that is because sometimes, you know, I just don't want to beat around the bush. And if something needs to be said, it needs to be said. Or if a question needs to be raised, it needs to be raised. So I don't always necessarily have that filter of think it before you speak it. True. (laughs) And she gave me that name a long time ago, and it has stuck. But I wear it as a badge of honor. Which is good because others also (laughs) agree with me sometimes. So it works out. That's exactly right. Okay, so let's get to the nitty gritty. Um, We're talking about real faith when we um, talk in this podcast. And that our faith in Jesus Christ and being a disciple of His is not something that you just have in a box and you pull it out whenever you think you might need it. It is something that is totally infused into everything that we do, how we think, how we live, how we act. 
So um, if you could just describe for our audience a little bit about what real faith means to you. So, I mean, I guess it's a cliche, but you go places, whether it's a school um, mission statement or however you define yourself, if you watch commercials, whatever it is, you know, people will say it's who we are, not what we do. Um, But to me, that the, um, I don't know, the beginning of that phrase has to come from our faith. It has to be who you are through salvation in Christ, not what you do. So, I mean, faith, faith without works is dead. Yes, I get it. We have to show that faith, but it's a result of a product that's already there, and it wasn't by any of my doings. It's by Jesus Christ coming and saying, in spite of you, I love you, and I want to dwell with you. Um, so that's always been huge for me, um, is the with you part. Um, and that is unconditional. Um, many of my experiences through life have been um, condition-based, I feel. Um, you, I'll love you if. Um, you can do this if. Um, lots of ifs. Lots of need for um, perfectionism. Lots of needs for getting it right, not disappointing. Um, which leaves, you know, people can, you can be lots of ways. It can leave you lots of ways. For me, it's left me feeling responsible for anything, everything that gets put even remotely close to my platter, not necessarily on it. Um, And that's not how God has called us to live. I'm not God. I get to just be one of his kids. And that's what's important to me. So as I go through life, whatever the situation is, whether it's professional or personal, um, whatever, I try. um, Now, I mean, we all make mistakes and fail, but I try to view it and respond, not react, through someone who is faithful not does faith great um i think one of the words you just spoke just really stuck out to me is that you know our faith is is something that god's given us and our faith comes from a source and that source is jesus christ so to even have faith real faith it has to first start with that source and if we're connected to that source then the way we live the way we um, uh, do life um, how we view the world how we view people all stems from that source that light that um, that that experience and relationship through Jesus Christ that salvation that we have in him Mm -hmm. and that's where our faith comes from and then faith is not just something that we experience once when we say yes to jesus um we're um, told to grow up in our faith so our faith is challenged every day you know um Mm -hmm. is it going to be stronger are we going to allow it to be weak are we going to you know move forward in our faith and just just trust more and more and more as we um as we grow So I think it was last fall. I'm not really sure because I didn't look this up, but you wrote an article for Living Real called Beach Meanderings. And I love the title because I know the beach is your happy place. Mm -hmm. And you um, love to go to the beach even alone. Um, And this is a special time for you and the Lord. So I want you to explain a little bit about what Beach Meanderings was about um, and why 
you like to to go there all right um i feel a peace and a um calm by water that i don't feel anywhere else so as you mentioned at the beginning of the program um we're at the lake today so that's also um one of my happy places and uh, i don't walk here necessarily so the meandering piece is more in my mind i guess than it is an actual physical journey although at the beach i am um, constantly up and down which could be part of my adhd but i i do um have to move a lot so here at the lake i have um, access to a beautiful gazebo over the water with a hammock so it's either hammock time or you know beach time for me and what makes it so special um, I am an only child, which I think, you know, plays into the alone piece. Um, I enjoy times of being alone. I am an extroverted introvert who likes the alone time. Um, but it gives me an opportunity to just really have conversation with the Lord. And um, for being transparent, I will say I, I took a Bible study I don't even know how many of the three kids I had now. It wasn't all of them yet, so it's been a while. Um, but it was a Beth Moore study, and one of the breakout sessions, the videos or whatever that she talked about, had one piece in it that has stuck with me for at least 20 years, if not more. And that was where she talked about, you know, we have our the world, we have our church, we have our small group, you know, Sunday school or whatnot. Then you have your smaller group of friends that you're really connected with and can share, like Melanie and I do, the good, the bad, and the ugly. She brings the good, I bring the bad and the ugly. And then <laughs> um, you have that place of further still was how she named it. And her example was when Christ went to um, the Garden of Gethsemane, the friends stayed outside and slept, and he went to the rock and was very um, transparent with the Lord. It wasn't that he was not in um, the will of his father, um, but he was human as much as he was God. And knowing what was coming, I mean, who's not gonna have some questions and some concerns? And so for me, that really hit home because my personality lends itself to um, be zero to 60 whatever the emotion is pretty quick and um i have a lot of questions um have a lot of opinions and um i don't know those places those times for me especially when i'm at the beach or you know here at the lake and i get to be alone is when i don't have to be guarded necessarily in what i say because i don't want anything to distract from my pointing to God and sometimes the questions that I have or the communication that I need from God and that I feel I need to have with God isn't something that everybody needs to hear those are those moments where I need him to speak to me and fuel me and provide me with that extra ounce of whatever whether it's strength or courage or grace or um a good swift kick to get moving in whatever the direction is for my life um so we just it gives me that opportunity totally alone to be vulnerable and transparent and angry if i want to be um that's one of the things just because you've accepted christ doesn't mean your life is going to be easy i actually feel my experiences is probably the opposite that the things that have come across my plate have provided me much opportunity to show 
a response in Christ Jesus as opposed to a reaction based on the world. Um, but to do that um, takes, I hate to use the word meditation because my meanderings are not meditative necessarily if you define it as this nice quiet experience because I'm usually quite vocal as I'm walking. I can only imagine what people think when they or I go past them and I'm muddling to myself. <laughs> but he just finds me and meets me where I am. And for me, it happens to be the beach, you know, or that hammock time. Um, most people that know me know I need that. It's a refueling. Everyone needs to find that place for them. What is it that allows them to have their meanderings with God? And for me, it's just that quiet time of creation and beauty. Um, I love all things science. I always have. Um, I started out as a science teacher um, and math. I know everybody just collectively groaned. Boo. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> but um, I wanted to be a marine biologist, but I wanted a family more than I wanted to be on a boat for nine or six months at a time. So I ended up teaching science and I've just always loved nature and the heavens, you know, astronomy, all of it. So I think that's the connection for me when it comes to the beach or you know to the the beauty of the lake is just you know he he who created all of that is who created me and cares to hear what i have to say good bad or ugly so true and you know we don't have to just meander at the beach but i know that that's one of your your favorite places and sometimes when we talk and you're at the beach and i'm here or at home um you know you just can't wait to say, you know, this is what God showed me today. Or, mm -hmm. you know, we had such an incredible conversation today. And I just feel at peace and, you know, so close to him. And I think um, that's, that's what Christ desires is he wants us to talk with him. He wants us to be with him. He wants us to be in his word. He wants us to be in that relationship. And he wants that relationship to be tight and powerful and just um, unconditional and he already knows how we're wired um, so where you walking on the beach is a place where you you feel his presence um, someone else might you know have another place that um, it might be in a, in a room in their house or might be in their yard or in their garden or or different places that God just knows how he's wired us and that those places are where he's going to truly speak to us. I agree. And it's practice. So you connect there where it's easy. Then it translates into the places where it's hard. So for me, I can have a flashback to, you know, the beach or whatever. And while I'm walking the halls of the school, which can make me angry or can make me um, anxious, um, can all of those pieces and parts. So I can translate that. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm a, I'm a teacher through and through. You can't take that out. So I look at it as it's now my schema. It's what I know that now I can apply to a different circumstance, a different situation, a new situation whether it's work or whether it's at the grocery store, wherever it is or whatever happens to us, I already have that training. So that's kind of how I see it. Exactly, because God doesn't change just because you're at the beach. He's not one way, and then when you're walking the, the hall of a school or sitting in your um, assistant principal office, God's still the mm. same, and he's still there listening for us to talk with him. But we just have some places that 
um, bring a, a calm to our spirit. Um, there's a, a beach sign, and I'm doing air quotes. Um, mm-hmm. I know we aren't um, visual on this podcast, Thank but goodness. she calls it. I would have said no. <laughs> <laughs> um, beach signs that where God just you know allows you to find some things, and it's fun for you. And I know he probably is giggling sometimes as you come upon these different things. Um, but what is that sign, and why are they so important to you? Well, it happens to be shark's teeth, and uh, again, I absolutely love you know science. I love all things you know ocean, um, and and just in love with studying sharks and all that stuff. I just find it very intriguing. Um, there's been weeks of sharks on uh, National Geographic, and Discovery Shark Week gets cranked up. I think maybe. <laughs> This Sunday, I don't know. I gotta look it up again. I'm so excited. I have it on my phone already, marked on my calendar, so I have to go check. But it has always just been exciting for me. Um, so when my kids were young, we used to, you know, obviously go to the beach as a family. I would have my time at the beach. I didn't get to meander very far because I was counting heads all the time, and my kids were just a tiny bit crazy. <laughs> um, but we would teach science the whole time we were there. So the kids would. You know, catch things and bring in sharks. There were small little black tip sharks that they would catch periodically, and so I would teach about how you, you know, tell the difference and you know, the boy and girl sharks and let them feel the skin. And we talk about their teeth and the rows of the teeth. It was just always connection for me with that. So when the kids got to the point where I didn't have to count heads all the time and I could really start walking the beach and looking for those sharks' teeth, it became. Um, Oh, I'm competitive, so I competed against myself. If I found four yesterday, I know, right, then I bet I can find five today. So it started that way, and then it just morphed into these conversations. And and my, I guess probably the last ten years, for sure, um, for sure the last five, um, it starts that way and for me. And... um, I know we're not supposed to test God or any of those pieces, but our conversations usually start with, hey, God, I'm at the beach. Like, he doesn't know that. And um, I'm like, sure would love to see a shark's tooth to know you're here with me. (laughs) And um, that's when I'm pretty sure he rolls his eyes or laughs or whatever, you know, the Almighty does with his children. Um, And inevitably, depending on where my heart is at the moment, the shark's tooth always shows up. Sometimes it's immediate, um, and those are a lot of the times when I'm at my weakest, and I just need to know, you know, right then, you know, that he's there. Although it's obvious if you look around you at all, if you, I mean, faith is the, having the faith without seeing, you know, whatever, but the faith is there, but when he presents me with those shark's teeth, it just... I don't know. It's just something special. So it's it's a tangible conversation. Then there's been times where I walk and walk and I'm like, all right, I hadn't seen one yet. I'm sure this is my fault, you know, and um, then he continues to deal with me. Um, there's been other times where I know he's told me, there's one time in particular that comes to my head, I guess it was two years ago. Um, I know he told has told me something clearly that and I was on the right path, but me being me who second guesses everything was like, okay, God, if you just, just show me a shark's tooth to let me know that, you know, that's the direction that you want me to go. Well, I never got a shark's tooth 
and I walked and walked and what I did get was conviction and quickly um, I like to call it a little God smackdown that why am I doubting what he's already told me so then I spent the next I don't know how long um, basically in repentance saying you know I'm so sorry <laughs> um, I don't know why I would doubt when you've done as many things as, as you've done to show yourself to me not giving me things but just showing and revealing yourself to me and uh, I would venture to say that within that afternoon for sure I don't know how long but just in those conversations there's a shark's tooth and it was one of my prized possessions it was was a tiger shark tooth which is a gem when you find one of those <laughs> so it just has always you know been that way um, I have a I had an accident about two months ago and um, tore my calf muscle which has rendered me unable to walk um, but before you go further how uh, did you do this miss competitive oh well <laughs> I was outside playing with friends <laughs> and um, I was determined to win let's just put it that way but I didn't fall or I didn't do anything crazy like that I don't know I felt like the ground just reached up and grabbed this not so young calf muscle anymore and that was it um, the bottom line is we still won and my calf lost but we won uh, but we went to I went to visit my son who is stationed at Camp Lejeune and um, they had done some beach refurbishment um, I don't know how long ago he's been bragging about all these shark's teeth he gets so anyway I decided it was time for mom to pay a visit <laughs> for shark's teeth but I got to see him too so that was great and we went um, I couldn't walk but he said mom just put your chair here and I was like that's never gonna work but I put my chair there and I found more shark's teeth in one day not even the whole day because we were playing and talking and stuff than I do in probably a month of meandering you know down a beach so I love how he again meets us where we are and for me right now it's chair um, just sitting enjoying you know the beach enjoying family and um, where they are in their stage of life and just looking down all around they're they're there just you know again that day it felt like a tangible wrapped in bubble wrap spiritual bubble wrap because they were everywhere wow and i think um you know god has given us his creation and it proclaims his glory mm -hmm. every single day um whether we're paying attention or not but when you do start paying attention god's already affirming who he is what he's about um all of that in our lives some people you know look at rainbows and you know i think i saw one on facebook um just this week and it was in the middle of somebody's backyard it wasn't like just in the sky but it went from one side of their yard to the other mm -hmm. and i thought how personal is that to be able to acknowledge yep. that god's rainbow is sitting in just your yard um and it wasn't small like i said it was it was really large but he uses his creation to remind us that he's here that he is working and he is who he says he is um but there's something else that god has given us and i call it his love letter and it's his word the mm -hmm. holy scriptures and if you have any kind of day whether it's happy joyous sad frustrated whatever 
His word speaks to us like nothing else. And um, Angela's passion for God's word has always been something that I've admired in her. And it's also um, a connector in our friendship because we love to just sit and talk about his word at times. And so I wanted her to express a little bit about her love for God's word why she loves to teach it, why she loves to dig it, and maybe where where that stems from. What what caused you to fall so deeply in love with the Word of God? Okay, that was a lot in all in one question. It was, but you know, I gotta I figure just... out where to start. Um, I wish I could say I always had that passion for the Word, but I did not. Um, I remember. Um, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents when I was growing up, and my granddaddy was all about reading the Word. So he started his day every day reading the Word, and we ended the day every day reading the Word. And I remember um, he was a wonderful man. He was not a fast reader. Um, and, you know, I love, I'm a nerd, 100%, and I love to read, read fast, and retain what I read. You know, it's a gift. I get it. Some people think it's a curse, but anywho, um, I remember being little, knowing I couldn't get to bed or do what I wanted to do until we finished family reading, Bible reading, so I offered to read, and um, he thought, you know, or at least I think he thought that I was being a sweet girl when all really I wanted to do was to read it quicker, so I took off reading scripture 90 miles an hour, um, it started as the word will do for anybody no matter what your intentions are when you open the word the word is way more powerful than than you are your intentions your desire your anything so it continued to resonate even when I started out just wanting to read it faster and then as time went on um, it was important and I went looking for it when I wanted affirmation, whether it was good stuff or bad stuff. Um, it did not hit me as something I needed like water and food until I was probably, I don't know, 27-ish. Um, and at that point, I don't know, I got introduced to um, precepts, Bible studies, where you just really get in there and you dig. And looking at scripture from Genesis to Revelation to explain scripture instead of what man thinks or, you know, taking something unknowingly out of context, just, you know, picking it and reading it and being like, all right. So at that point, my nerddom took over and joined my faith side and it just blew up into this aha of wow everything that i love about science is affirmed in the word and everything in the word affirms what i love about science and history and all of it um i love to put things together it takes me um a while sometimes to get through a book because in one hand i have my phone so i can google search things and look up you know things quick in the scriptures and then mesh it against whatever book it is that i'm reading um, i just love how i serve a god that is of order and not chaos so no matter what the situation is 
the word just grounds you and it shows you exactly what he's trying to tell you it gives you it takes away the anxiety it takes away um at least for me you know all of those ugly pieces and parts but it also is celebratory so when i'm having these great times um it's the word is right there so it teaches me to trust him it also teaches me how to praise him um that's been important to me. I just love to teach. It's, you know, a, one of the, I, I can only do a few things well. Um, I can cook, you know, I can teach, um, I can sing, and apparently bark orders fairly well. So those, those things I can do. Um, and so just that natural desire to teach people anyway, scripture was first and foremost. Um, I had the opportunity to teach something called the Gospel Project um, at church, and it took three years. It was a three-year commitment, and you taught Genesis all the way through Revelation, and we mm-hmm. were able to do it with. Uh, I did it with a high school group of students, and it was powerful. Um, just to see, you know, that none of this is by coincidence, and everything has a purpose. Um, some of the buzz phrases these days, especially in my um, field of work are purposeful and intentional. Um, and I just kind of laugh, snicker, roll my eyes or whatever when I hear it because the very person left out of most planning and most um, decision-making um, in my field, I can speak for my field, I'm sure it's that way in others as well, um, is the author of purposeful and intentional work for his glory so if i take the time to fill myself with knowledge of him i can then use it and wherever he's placed me in my life which right now happens to be in education so cool um i think when you mentioned about your grandfather and he was the one who initiated a habit in your life um, especially in the morning, you said, or in the evening. My dad was the person for me and our family, but especially my dad, because every morning of his entire life that I knew him from the beginning um, was spent in the Word of God early, before anybody else really got up and moving. He um, was in his little office space at our, at our home, and reading and reading the word and praying and that was something i knew he did but it didn't really um penetrate my spirit until i was older and started understanding why he he did that we also had bible reading times in my home where at night we would gather around the word and Mm -hmm. one of us one of the four of us my sister my mom my dad one of us would read the word and then we would have prayer before we would um, finish whatever else we need to do in the evening before going to bed and I think if if you're a parent out there and you think that these habits aren't important Mm. they are they are just so important because have good habits that we start with our children develop into something they have to do but eventually, when they understand what it's about, it becomes something they want to do. Just like attending church, um, reading the Word, praying, sharing the Word, t- 
talking about Jesus in everyday life. Um, these are things that they will learn to love. And truths that they learn as a kid become just so important in a part of their life when they get older and they understand more about what it's about. So don't ever be afraid to start a habit of reading the Word with your children um, as a family or anything like that because that's something that's going to stick with them for the rest of their lives. No matter where they go and what they do, it's going to stick. Yeah, and don't be afraid to um, let it be what it's what it needs to be for your family. So a lot of times you get hung up on rules. Um, so nobody says it has to be in the morning or it has to be at night. And there are beautiful things about that, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you, I already have to get up early. I'm not getting up any earlier. So I may hit the verse of the day, you know, and before I, you know, have to see people. Verse of the day and cup of coffee is highly needed before anyone comes across my path. But in parenting, you got to grab it when you can and, and where it comes. So it may be the dinner table. And it may be that it's, you know, not every night. It's you, you have it three, you eat together three times a week at a meal. I mean, I remember football practices and things like that. It was hard to get everybody together at one time. But don't get hung up on. Well, this is how it was done when we were kids. Life's mm-hmm. not the same now as when, especially Melanie was young, you know. Oh, <laughs> don't. Okay. I, I knew you were about to say, <laughs> we don't talk about ages. But the the issues are the same. The God is the same. It's just the schedule might not be. So that's what I try to instill in, in people. So right now my kids aren't home, but... Even back to my granddad, he telling the stories, he used his job as, or I don't even want to say he used his job as a way to tell others about Christ. He was about telling others about Christ. His job just happened to be another way for him to do that. So he traveled for sales and he would pick up hitchhikers, which of course I'm not going to do that these days. Um, oh, I mean, I guess if the Lord told me to pick up a hitchhiker, I would do it, but that's that's a whole nother podcast um but he was a Gideon and you know gave out Bibles he had a car full of Gideon New Testaments and he put somebody in the car and the entire distance that they rode with him wherever they were going they got to hear about Jesus and so how does that translate for me is now you come into my office my job is for people to know that I am a believer I don't have to carry around my big giant Bible to do that. If I had to do that, then I've already I'm already flawed. So my job is to make myself the light, like Melanie had used earlier, and that attracts people so that they know something's different. Um, so when you're at you know work and people automatically decide to come to you for a prayer request, and then as they open the door, so I don't I work obviously you know in a school setting but god will present the opportunities in a way that protects you no matter what it is if you're you know a missionary in some foreign world that is against god's ways um today it's sometimes not that much different in your workplace where it it seems like you know everything and everybody is against god's ways but I live under his protection and faithfully 
So when people come into my office, if they open that door, I'm going through it. Um, not in a way that beats them over the head with a Bible, but to get, that provides them what they need in that moment, which brings me back to where you were talking about the love for the Word, having it in your mind. So if you ask me, you know, Melanie, if you ask me, and well, what is, I don't know, pick scripture, and expect me to recite it, I'm pretty bad about that. But in the moment, it has amazed me over and over and over again what is what comes to mind, what scripture, his word that comes to mind for that particular moment, which isn't going to happen if you don't dwell in it and spend time with him. Exactly. Um, that relationship with Christ and spending time with him, no matter what your quiet time looks like, but having some time that you're spending in the Word mm -hmm. or thinking about the Word that you have read sometime during the week. I've told people before, don't beat yourself over the head because you didn't spend time for 30 minutes every single day during the week. The right. bottom line is, where's your mind? Where are you thinking? And if you've spent time thinking about what you read on Tuesday for two days, Right. My goodness. That is awesome. Um, because God's using His Word to renew your mind. You're thinking about it. You're processing it. Um, and you're, you're praying about it. And you're conversing with Him about it. Mm -hmm. And what people look at when we talk about the, the whole umbrella of living real, real people, real faith, real life, is that um, it's your relationship with Christ that infuses into relationships with other people. And other people recognize when you have a relationship with mm -hmm. Christ. And your time spent in the Word, your time spent in your meanderings, wherever that is, your time spent with the relationships you have with people, like your best friend, yes. your family, your um, the people who help nourish your relationship with Christ are so, so important. Um, so as we are kind of close out this podcast today, because we could talk all day, um, and we will. You yeah. just won't get to hear the rest <laughs> of it as we continue to converse. I want you to think about that. Think about what are the relationships you've developed with people um, that are a direct result from your relationship with Jesus Christ. Who is nourishing you, and who are you nourishing? Um, iron sharpens iron, and you need to be mm -hmm. with other believers um, especially during this um, pandemic time when we um, are so closed off from spending a lot of time together as the body of Christ. We have to be purposeful and intentional, yep. as Angela said a while ago, in our um, the ways in which we interact with one another. So as we finish out today, I want to pray especially for Angela for um, where she is in her life and what's going on and with um, just how she gets to relate to people and be that light of Christ uh, where she is as an assistant principal these days. So we're going to bow for prayer and then we're going to close out. Father, thank you so much for this time that we've had to, together today and especially time to be able to just chat with my best friend and let other people listen to that conversation. Um, it just enriches my life to be able to, to hear her speak and to talk about um, what you mean to her. And God, I pray that as we have 
um, spent some time together today um, talking about you and about the faith that you are growing in our hearts and in our lives that um, you will uh, anoint her in a special way um, in the relationships that she has with her in her workplace, um, the, the relationships she has with her children. And uh, I just pray, Father, that you would use her to point people to Christ. We need you more than ever, Lord. We need um, your peace. We need your hope. We need your strength, your joy, all that you are, Father. And I just thank you that she has that and that she carries that with her everywhere she goes. Use both of us, Father, as you will to bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ. And we will give you glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. Thanks, Angela, for being a part today. Absolutely. I love you, my friend. Same. And uh, we will continue this conversation in just a few moments. In the hammock. Have a great day. Well, that's a wrap, you guys. I pray today's conversation has encouraged you, challenged you, and most of all, pointed you to the source of our faith, Jesus. If you would like to know more about Living Real Magazine, please visit our website at livingrealmag.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Living Real Mag. And until next time, remember, let's keep it real for Jesus' sake.